Welcome to the best 20 minutes of natural health education and enlightenment on the web today. This is the Be Healthy Naturally podcast. Knowledge, empower, and elevate are the keys to living a happy, healthy life. With your hosts, often known as the dynamic duo, Dr. Shane Watt, a chiropractic physician, and Liz Watt, a holistic wellness expert. We bring our knowledge and education together to create a new way of thinking to elevate your life and your health. In order for you to live your best life, you have to elevate your learning. We want to welcome today out to the podcast, Jessica and Amy, the mother-daughter duo. They own Chestnut Pines, and do you want to tell us a little bit about Chestnut's, Chestnut Pines and what their goals are there? Sure. So our motto at Chestnut Pines is all things healthy. Um, that includes really everything we do. We have a cafe, a bakery, we teach classes, um, our landscaping is edible landscaping, uh, even our, we have some yoga classes that it's outside candlelight grounding yoga. We do a lot of stuff um, and our goal is really just to help people learn how to become healthy in their own lives so that they can live the life that they feel like they were meant to live. And we kind of got into this through our own health issues. My mom, Amy, she struggled with many of her own health health issues. So I, I have a health story and as well as my two daughters who've struggled with uh, some autoimmune issues. Really both of them were going downhill quite quickly and we needed some answers to prayer quickly. <laughs> it still makes me teary. Um, but when you see your daughters or people that you love that are struggling so much, it's you want to help them. So we've, I put in a lot of fasting and prayer, wanted to get answers from Heavenly Father on truth. I didn't care about what science said. I didn't care what the trends were. I just, I wanted to know truth from Heavenly Father who created our bodies, how I could be healthier and how my daughters, I could help my daughters be healthy. So. Well, that really- is definitely one of the number one things that caused people to actually go into the natural world. You know, and so you were able to do that. And so what were some of the things that were the biggest benefits for you? So, well, I guess that got you into having a cafe and got you into these kinds of things, kind of the, 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 the progression. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So uh, probably one of the biggest things really is um, the sourdough, sourdough grains. Okay. And sprouted grains and sourdough mm-hmm. bread really uh, my daughter that, well, w- with both of my daughters, I, every, you know, it's the trend right now, gluten-free. Right. Gluten-free, gluten-free, and, and which there's... Which always doesn't mean healthy. Right. right exactly. <laughs> which there's validity to that because yeah. people are having so many gut issues right now and so many immune issues, but it stems from not what they're eating, but how they're, I mean, it does stem from what they're eating, but how they're eating these grains and how they're taking those into their body how we're producing them, the modern way of producing. And we're kind of going to get into all that. But anyway, that's... Yeah. And my so my little sister, she had a really severe autoimmune disease. And I also, also suffered with a really severe autoimmune disease for a long time. And we our story is really similar, unfortunately, to a lot of people where we get pushed around to doctor after doctor after doctor. And... Um, get told different things and everyone was telling us to quit gluten and stop eating wheat and all these different things that honestly really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally either from a logical standpoint or from just an emotional straight kind of gut feeling 
Um, and so we really kind of stepped back over the years and took a, a long, hard look at just some really foundational principles that people have lived through throughout time. I always kind of say you can know a good idea if it lasts the test of time. Um, and one of those things have been sourdough and sprouting ancient grains like we've talked about a little bit. Another thing that really helped us and we're strong believers in is just eating seasonally. Um, you know, we live in such an amazing world right now where we have so many advancements in our technology where I can run down to the grocery store right down the street here and pick up a tomato in the dead of winter. And that doesn't necessarily mean I should be eating it. Yeah, because like it was shipped in from it, Brazil and it only took two days to ship it exactly. or whatever. Exactly, right. <laughs> uh -huh. yep. Yeah, and so there's a lot of reasons for that. So explain what you mean by seasonal eating. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, a lot of people have heard the term in the season thereof, mm -hmm. you know, and it's in the season, but a lot of people don't understand that in the season is when, is when these things were created for our bodies specifically. It's not just happen chance that an apple is ripe in the fall. <laughs> well, an apple is ripe in the fall because there's seeds in the apple that our bodies need in the fall to prepare us for the cold winter coming up, to cleanse us from the oxalates and things that we might have in our bodies from all the greens for the summer mm -hmm. and to prepare us for what we need in the winter coming up. And so it's that way with, with everything we eat, really. It's really amazing that the, all of the energies of the earth are being deposited in whatever is in season. And then those energies and nutrients come into our bodies and help to heal us and keep us healthy. Well, so how, oh, well it's kind of like, you know, everywhere in the world, it's always in season someplace because it's <laughs> growing there. And so, yeah. of course, that's why we have it all in the grocery store. So what are some of these things then that you feel by studying and, and, and doing the seasonal eating? Like, what are some of the benefits that you've seen or what are, how can you guide us more yeah. in that? So I kind of call it like a common sense based approach to health because during winter I, I put on my big coat and I walk around in it and as spring rolls around and summer rolls around I take that off and swap into different clothes um, and I, that's kind of how we treat our diet the same too and it really should be treated. That's the natural rhythms of the earth and the natural way to be eating. So Dr. Christopher, I'm not sure if you're super familiar with him. He was kind He's of one, one of our I, speakers. Oh, okay. Well, Dr. John Christopher, who passed away a few years ago. His son is, his his son. Son is speaking. <laughs> his son is coming and speaking David. at the Natural Health and Wellness Conference 2020. Well, awesome. So You got a good one there. Yeah. I look forward to that. Um, anyways, his father was just one of the first kind of pioneers for a, a whole foods diet. And he is known for saying that when the earth brings forth a certain food, whatever it may be, cucumber, um, tomatoes, corn, potatoes, they come at the right amount of time with the right amount of minerals, the right amount of vitamins, the right content of salt that either can help thicken our body or to help warm our body or that help cool our body. And they also help to nourish and detox our body at the correct time as well. So for a long time, a lot like raw food is, you know, we hear a lot about raw food. Right, right. Well, where we live in Salt Lake, raw food just makes you cold. It's very cooling and detoxifying. Well, that's not what we need in the middle of the winter when it's 10 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. We need foods that are nourishing 
and warming and blood building, not blood thinning and cooling. So, so I guess, so give me a good idea. Like this just be, put this as really sure. simple. What's something that you're going to have in the summer that you're not going to have in the winter and vice versa? Well, I'll kind of tell you this. So wintertime rolls around, you feel that fall crisp. A lot of people really naturally instinctively reach for some broth to kind of warm them up a little bit. They want soups. They reach for more carbohydrates, potatoes to thicken them up a little bit. And then spring rolls around and I'm going to be eating fruits more and vegetables, which help to detoxify and cool and cleanse the body. So uh, the reason I have a salad in the springtime is mm -hmm. not because I want to get into that bikini. It's because it's natural. Okay. That's okay. right. <laughs> that could be that reason, Shane. Oh, I don't you know. Look very good in a bikini, I'm sure. No, no, no. <laughs> but you get the Although I, I do not think that sugar canes grow in December, though. And why are we eating so much? <laughs> yeah, there you go. The sugars in the December. Oh, there's okay. no sugar canes growing then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Christmas kind of <laughs> ruins it for a lot of people. Right. That's right. Even really for those that are most trying. <laughs> yes. That's very true. Mm -hmm. So anyway. anyways, that being said, we just really wanted Chestnut Pines to be a place where people can come and they can trust that whatever we have there to offer, food or a product, it's safe and, and healthy and it's the right time of year for them to be eating it. Um, and so we've really put in a lot of work to build a, a garden there where we will be using a lot of our very own food grown right there on the property in the cafe. So you have a, you said you have a house it's an older house it's been uh -huh. around in Draper for a long long time yeah. and then you have about an acre uh -huh. so you have a whole bunch of land that you can grow things on and you and you actually pick right from your gardens and put it on the table for the stuff that for stuff that's going on and you guys serve breakfast and lunch mm -hmm. right now you don't serve dinner is that correct correct and at dinner time are you guys is that when you guys are doing like classes yeah. is that when you guys are doing mm -hmm. you have classes you and yoga and things of that nature Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a beautiful property. It's a Victorian historic home, and it's oh, just, nice. it's beautiful. And and we do other events there mm -hmm. besides um, corporate events, office events, things like that. So we incorporate that into what we're doing nice. at night. So so our soups, salads. Um, we're going to be offering beef, grass-fed beef burgers. So we're, we mentioned that we're agriculture people. Mm -hmm. We come from several generations of agriculture. That's really kind of who we are. Um, getting back to the just basics of life. <laughs> um, so, so people can come into your store. They can buy um, grass-fed beef. And mm -hmm. It's just obviously it's probably been frozen. They can, they can yeah. buy different steaks or they can buy hamburger or they can buy that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, yes. then, and then you have... The, the other things that we've talked about. Okay. So one thing really that makes us a little bit different, I guess, is is everything that we serve there we make on site. I mean, we don't we don't open a package for anything. So it has no MSG, no preservatives. Um, it's biologically grown or sustainably grown. It's um, I mean, most people don't realize. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's very different. It's. Even bone broth, most people don't realize that one of the most nutritious part of the animals lies in the bones. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's kind of getting to be it's more getting, of a It's trend. getting more of a, people are, People at least know about it now. They yeah. don't understand it and why, but they, oh yeah, I keep on hearing this bone broth stuff. It's good for your, good for you. <laughs> well, it really is just an ancient, you know, it's an ancient superfood. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's bone broth is really amazing, high in all the amino acids and it's just very healing, soothing for the gut. It's a very calming mm-hmm. food. It's very and so a lot of times food. when you're struggling with these autoimmunes or and a lot of times people think, oh, you just have to take out the bad bacteria, but which is totally true. But you also have to bring back in the mm-hmm. nourishment of what the bad bacteria did. Yes. The, and so you have to bring, the bone broth really helps with the, it's like the lining of the gut and helping nourish that to Absolutely give it the that. nutrients back to it that it needs. And additionally, as someone who has struggled with the autoimmune disease and know a lot of people who have, I can tell you people who struggle with this, they're, they're really tired, they're really worn out, they've spent a ton of money going to tons of different people trying to try everything that they think could possibly help them and we're huge advocates for bone broth not just because it's an ancient superfood but because it's really cheap and it's really easy to do right. you can store anyone can it. do it anyone can do it and everyone mm-hmm. should be doing it do you guys do chickens too do you guys do your own chickens you know eggs and all that kind of stuff on your on your little farm so we don't we don't produce the eggs that we use oh, okay. um, we have local farmers who do that we don't we we hadn't talked we about that. Do, I just thought that's my head. Everything, yeah. right? No, I just so. <laughs> I didn't know if you had your own little chicken coop out there. Well, you know, we have nine chickens. We do. So. Yeah. We would need a lot of chickens yeah, to yeah. keep us in business. Yes, you would. So we're in the cattle yeah. cattle industry, not chickens. So grass-fed beef burgers and grass-fed is another part of beef that's, you know, I, I chuckle because chicken, white meat is such a thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know if you've ever been to a chicken farm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How they're really literally on top of each other and or you know, like in so a confined or in a mm-hmm. tiny cage and even even when they're organic. And so I, I just chuckle with people who would rather have a chicken than looking at a beef out in a field that has all the room that it wants, yeah. that's eating green grass <laughs> you know grass-fed beef is really is really high in omegas and um it's just it really is very good for you so grass-fed beef burgers on top of the bone broth that is the base of our all of our soups and a lot of our sauces will be our own bone broth that we make mm-hmm. from your from your beef bones uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's right and people you said so. people can actually come in and buy uh-huh. buy bones from you guys so then they're and they're and they're from the grass-fed bones mm-hmm. so right. so they're it's more healthy it doesn't have all the other stuff in it as well that's correct because yeah. if you just get them at smith's or wherever you don't know what you're getting right yeah. right okay right and that's yeah. why i said we we feel like with chestnut pines we're really in a, a trust business where we want everyone who comes to know that we stand behind everything that's there, and we use it, and it's the cleanest, best that we can find. Mm-hmm. And we also love to teach other people. Yeah, tell how us a little bit it. about the classes you you offer. So that's that's a really fun part about what we do is that we love to teach other people how to do what we're doing, so that they can go home, you know, get the bones, go home and make your own bone broth. You don't have to buy it from us or buy it from anybody else. It's really a very cheap yet extremely nutritious way to get that nutrition into your body mm-hmm. is to make, I mean, it takes, you know, a couple seconds to throw bones in the crock pot. Mm-hmm. So, we're, <laughs> so we got a couple of seconds that I would like to ask you. Just give us a, um, some, some hints on how to do bone broth properly. <laughs> 
So B. So start like from A to Z. How do you do it? What do you, you got the bones, you put them in what kind of thing, what, you know, just if someone's never done it before, they can so learn it right now. It's better to actually roast them for a little, for a while first, and then you leave, lose a little bit of that beefy flavor. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So if you roast it first, you actually help the bones release the nutrition. Okay. Now is that only with beef bones though, right? That's not with the chicken bones, right? It's um, just the beef bones? I don't think you have to do that with chicken bones. Because chicken bones are a little softer and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. A little so you roast them for 30 minutes? For about 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then you just throw them in your crock pot. Uh, a good ratio is a pound of bones to a quart of water. So then you throw in your potatoes and carrots and... And so you're not only pulling nutrition out of the bones, but you're pulling nutrition out of everything else you put in there as well. And you... Oh, so you throw all that stuff in mm -hmm. with it to begin with. Okay. You can make it however you want if you want it to taste yeah. a little bit better well, the, uh, going no, down. No, I, I asked her everything. I'm trying to get her. I'm trying to get her stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, are there anything, is there anything that you put in it? Because I've heard that you can put like apple cider vinegar that helps break it down. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm trying so, to find out. Give us the tricks here. So the apple cider vinegar actually pulls the all the minerals out of the bones okay. and makes it usable. Mm -hmm. So So making bone broth... So bone broth is very, very high in a protein called collagen that right. we're all familiar with. You know, mm -hmm. you hear about collagen everywhere, but mm -hmm. this the long process, we it's about a 24-hour process where we're slowly just pulling the nutrition out of these bones, mm -hmm. and then it turns it into um, collagen, which is something that we... Um, is wonderful for our skin yeah. and nails well, and our hair our and our... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Makes it beautiful. <laughs> so I, sorry, I, I meant to say gelatin. It turns into a gelatin. The, the kind of um, undigestible collagen is. It's really hard to digest collagen, and so the slow ferment process or slow cook cook process, whatever you want to call it, it turns it into a into a gelatin that is very very usable for the body and skins and nail hair. All well, I think that, the biggest so. thing is that if you use that if, and then you have that as your base for your different soups, for your different things like that, then you're, you're, you're using that kind of thing anyway. Now you're just yeah. making it healthier. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And one thing we didn't touch on so much is I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with kind of the old motto that all disease begins in the gut. Mm -hmm. Bone broth is phenomenal for the gut, as we talked about as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it really is a superfood that we And for your joints, too. For everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. bone broth benefits yeah. so many things mm -hmm. in the body. It is kind of funny how things go through fads, isn't it? Because, like, bone broth, <laughs> no one even talked about bone broth until about probably three or four years ago. Yeah. Seems like that's when it really started hitting the it's natural like world. And, you know, so it'll probably hit the medical world in about 10 years. <laughs> but, we'll see. But going back to that, I mean, they've been doing using Everyone, bone yeah, broth yeah. for thousands of years. The old chicken soup it's, it's for your, a, yeah. you know, when you were sick. It's you know, not a Because back in it's the day. It's not a new thing. Yeah. It's not. I mean, you know, back then they used all parts of the animal. And so part of that was making bone broth. Yeah. And they didn't have fridges. Right to keep the bone broth in to keep it good and so they would just keep it slowly roasting on the stove until that pot was gone then let's start another pot you know and yeah there's a lot just, of stuff from way back when they didn't yeah. know was why it was so good for you but it was but you it know, was we need yeah. to follow it so yeah. are there what are some other things you can tell us about chestnut pines sure one thing that we 
a lot of people know us for is using ancient grains. Okay. That we, on top of that, we use ancient cooking processes mm -hmm. such as sourdough and sprouting to cook those grains. Right now, gluten-free movement is huge, and a lot of people really do struggle with gluten and be able to digest that protein. Um, and if not that, a lot of people really do struggle with just wheat allergies in general, and a lot of times wheat will irritate the the stomach lining and cause inflammation throughout the body. Um, and so we really did some research on that for a long time to see what was the best way to cook wheat or prepare wheat um, using the ancient process. Because once again, it's been around for a long, long time. Yeah, mm -hmm. it has. Yeah, and so we kind of came up with two different things to cause less inflammation and which break down the gluten. And one of them, like I said, is ancient grains, and that's einkorn, which is the oldest wheat known to man found in Pharaoh's tombs recently in an Iceman's stomach. He was discovered um, after he was frozen for something around 5,000 years, I believe. Um, and then we also use the ancient grain chorus on a spell a lot. And we do this because these grains are really like the superfood grain. They have so much nutrients in them, and the molecular structure of the gluten within these grains are different, and they're already more uh, able to be broken down easier by the body. And then on top of using these ancient grains, we also use the processes of sourdough through fermentation and sprouting, as I've also mentioned. So the sourdough process, for those who aren't familiar with it, instead of making a loaf of bread today and cooking it today <laughs> and eating it today, it's about a three to four day process yeah. usually. That's why we're laughing. It's definitely not a well, someone's coming over throw it in the oven. But see, that's that's the thing that people don't realize. It's because everyone's like, why is why is grain so bad now? Why you know <laughs> exactly. besides the GMO and everything else, if we even took that off the table, mm -hmm. the reason it's different now is because. When our ancestors made bread, it took them three or four days before they cooked because they did the sourdough process. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the the yeast that you could just throw in and create it. They exactly. didn't have the the flour was already made up. They they were hand doing mm -hmm. it, right? It's a whole different process, and people don't realize that. It doesn't click for them in their mm -hmm. heads because they just think, oh, well, you can just make bread. Why? Did, what's the difference <laughs> now? And that's the biggest difference is the time, and the exactly. time does what? It breaks down those nutrients, right? Yeah. Or those it bad does. nutrients. And it also increases, so it breaks down all the bad <coughs> stuff and increases all the good stuff, simply put. Mm -hmm. So really, a, a true sourdough process, which most people don't realize if you buy sourdough bread at the grocery store, a lot of that's been fermented with either vinegar or lemon juice. And or also flavoring. they yeah. just might add in a little bit so you get the flavor, yeah. but it's actually not been it's not sour. true sourdough. Right. That's and, correct. So, and also often, a true sourdough process breaks down the gluten about ninety eight percent. Yeah. And so it's just a, it's a totally different product. And then when you start with an ancient grain that has, like Jessica said, a completely different makeup than the grains that we're used to of today, mm -hmm. it's you just have. I mean, we have people come in that haven't been able to eat bread for twenty years that love our mm -hmm. spelt ancient grain bread. Yeah. So. No, no, that's it's 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 a great thing for a lot of people that they don't even realize. Yeah. So when you do cook with that, um, it is a lot harder to make it these is. loaves of that's bread. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. It's heavier. I do it sourdough, raise. and and it's, you know, sometimes it just comes out really, really <laughs> dense. It does. And so, and sometimes it's really pitchy. And you have flavor. to make those great combinations to be able to do it. 
Yeah, and it's a process. I mean, people who aren't used to the sourdough, you know, they come in and and our prices are higher because it's a quality food. And yeah, it's not and a it loaf of bread for a dollar. It. It's, uh-huh. you know, that's correct. <laughs> so we don't make our hamburgers, buns in, you know, a couple minutes time. It's, it's something that we've put a lot of love into. And we hope that it heals and helps people and that people trust what we're doing and that we can help people get their lives back. That's, that's our goal. Really, when I was a mom and saw... Sorry, <laughs> my daughter struggling so much. I thought, how how do other people do this for themselves? How do people get better? Because it takes a lot of time to cut mm-hmm. up vegetables, to make sourdough bread, to sprout your grains, to cook the bone broth. You know, it takes time to do that and mm-hmm. energy. And, and when you're sick, sometimes you can barely get out of bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that really is the base why we started what we're doing is to help people no that's awesome um you do offer yoga classes let's go into that just really quickly because you said you do have something with that do you do the goat yoga since you are on a farm <laughs> everybody asks us oh, maybe you know. one day <laughs> I, I don't even know what that has anything to do with shame. anything but it's goat yoga all i know no. is my son wanted no, to do it for we don't do goat yoga so. <laughs> it's awesome. so you do so you just you do have some you do offer yoga classes at your facility but we, it's out but it's outside so I guess it's got to be during the summer then. so we have a lot of classes um, we do a lot of health classes where people can come and learn how to do health stuff at home uh-huh. kind of come to one of our classes and you can learn how to do bone broth we'll walk you through the steps um, we do sourdough classes sprouted grain mm-hmm. classes whole bunch of classes like that in addition we also do the yoga classes and it is outside and um, so obviously spring to fall and it's super fun. So right now you're not doing the frozen yoga class. (laughs) You know, we should try it. I don't know if anyone will come. Not not frozen yoga, frozen yoga. I just want to add one thing about the yoga is we do grounding yoga. It's not just, it's outside in our garden area. So it's a beautiful setting. You can see the gorgeous Wasatch Front Mountains right there behind you. And and we encourage people to do it in their bare feet so that you're grounding and re-establishing that electrical energy in your body, which is another thing. Electrical energy is another thing people are extremely deficient on in this day and age because we don't get outside enough. We don't stand in the streams and hunt and fish. We don't chase the bears through the mountains. You know, we don't do all that. That re-establishes that electrical energy in our body. And so grounding yoga is one thing that can do that for you. No, that's awesome. So how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so we have our website. Which um, is? What is? It is. I'm going to It's www.chestnutpines.com. You can find us on Instagram, and it's, our handle is at chestnutpines. And if you want to get in touch with us, shooting us a DM straight through Instagram is a great way to do that. You can also call us. What's the office number? Do you know what the office number is? <laughs> Not right off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, so we won't. We never use this. We're like, how do people call your office or order food? Well, let so... me see if I can find it for you. Okay? I actually just yeah. my phone. That is funny. You all send the blank look. Of, oh, I have no idea. Well, it's just in my phone. Okay. Chestnut Pines Bakery, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Here we go. So it is. Okay, so so what is your phone number? Yeah, so our phone number is 385-787-1078. All right. Well, we want to thank you for being part of our podcast, and we are always um, glad to have people that are trying to get people healthy in a natural way and that's what this whole thing's about so thanks for doing that thanks for the movement that you guys are involved in and trying to help us be involved in as well thank you for listening to this episode of the be healthy naturally podcast helping to make natural health care the standard not the alternative the more knowledge you have empowers you to make changes in your life and because of this your life will be elevated remember your health journey is between you and your doctor This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your healthcare goals are not being met by your current healthcare provider, then take control of your health and please find a doctor who is in harmony with your healthcare goals. If this episode was helpful and if you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, share and leave a review. Sometimes all it takes to be our best self is just to elevate our learning. Mm -hmm.